From the EVKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Angry and Negative Show with your hosts, Angry Jim and Negative Dan. Okay, everybody, it's The Angry Negative Show here January 6th. 2020 Flyers suck. Dan's pissed. I'm in a fucking terrible <laughs> mood. <laughs> been, been a long day, and uh, Jim's late, which didn't help at all. Uh, Did not my mood at all. But, fashionably, uh, though. Fashionably, fashionably late. late. Yeah. It's only a couple minutes, but still enough to fucking piss me off. <laughs> I'm drinking the night, everybody, so just be aware. Hopefully I don't, you know, get as bad as a Christmas show, but I don't have two hours. We're only going to keep this one short tonight, but. No, you won't be as bad. No. I don't think think I'll ever get that bad again. (laughs) You have to promise me. You know how much alcohol I have to consume to get that bad again? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You might have had to get your stomach pumped the next day. I'm not sure. I don't know how I survived, to be honest with you. I thought for (laughs) sure I was dying that night. But, uh, (laughs) unfortunately, I'm still here. And... (laughs) That means I had to watch the Flyers after their Christmas trip, and uh, they suck. They're 22, 15, and 5 through 42 games. Currently on the outside, looking in of a playoff spot. They technically are tied with Florida, but they will the tiebreaker for the second wild card spot. And uh, they suck. How do they, how do they hold that? They how do they have the tiebreaker? wins. Get the fuck out of here, really? Yep. I think, they, two, I think two more regulation wins, actually. What? Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, if the Flyers make the playoffs, or, or if they're going to, excuse me, if they're going to make the playoffs, they need to get their ROWs up. And they hold the tiebreaker right now because of that? What the fuck? And can I bring something else up real quick? Because you know how we all wanted Quenville? Yes. In the offseason, well, you know, the Flyers have been in front of them all season long. Under Elaine Vigneault, so... Until now. Uh, I thought you just said they hold the tiebreaker. Well, they do. All I mean, right, they're, they're still ahead of them. So yeah, so... F- fuck me and fuck all the rest of us. <sighs> that's I that, that's the kind too. of mood I'm in tonight. There's <laughs> <sighs> not, not nearly enough vodka in there. Anyway. Yeah, they suck. They've been a dad. Lost four or five on the road trip. If I can get the fucking page to load here. There we go. They lost six to one to the Sharks. They beat the Ducks uh, two to one in overtime. Lost to the Kings five to three. Lost to the Golden Knights five to four. Lost to the Coyotes six to two. Pretty much losing those games like 15 minutes into the first period. They were all buried like three nothing at that point. Uh, it's been... It's been some ugly games, and Carter Hart's been ugly, and the team as a whole has been ugly. The defense has been especially bad. Just, just, just a shitty showing from everybody lately. Yeah, no, it's they don't even give you time to have no. fun because I mean they're down three and four nothing quick. Like they're losing to the Kings three nothing. Uh, you know, before you can blink again, you know, at three nothing you're like, okay, well, one goal at a time here, right? They can come back. Four nothing, you're like, well, they're pretty much fucked. You know, they're going to be playing for overtime or some bullshit. Uh, you know, you think it's a one-time thing. You know, the Elaine Vigneault and Claude Giroux will never let that happen again. 
They come out and they do it again against Vegas. Yeah. All right. And then when it happens two in a row, you're like, well, there's no way that it can happen three times in a row, right? <laughs> <laughs> they come out and go down three nothing to, to Arizona quick. Yeah. And it's like it was like a game at this point. Like all three goals, I'm not blaming Carter Hart for the loss, but he should. Coyotes, I am. Though that was that was a pathetic game for Carter Hart. But the rest of them aren't necessarily his fault. He should have at least stopped. Two out of at least two out I think of those. The first three. and the third one were stoppable. I think yeah, and if if you're heading into the second down one nothing, already it's a victory because you're not down four nothing like you were the last two fucking games, right? Yeah. So so at least you're heading into the second with some momentum because you're not losing by four fucking goals. So um, you know, after they're down three nothing to the Coyotes, I'm like, all right, well. What good can we now pick from this game? You know, who's kind of standing out on their own? And nobody really stood out in a positive way. I think, you know, they ended up going down 4 nothing. They got scored on with .3 seconds left in the second to go down 4 nothing. And it's like, well, they're fucked. Like, And it sucks because isn't a little part of you still holding out some kind of weird hope that they can come back and tie <laughs> the game at 4 in the third, down 4 nothing? Yeah. Right? Is it just me? Like yeah. I, I'm like, why am I watching this? Oh, because the, I think was that the Vegas game? They had the six on three for like a minute. Yeah, yeah. God, well. how do you get a six <laughs> on three and not score? I have it no was like idea. a minute and four seconds, and they didn't score. It's like Jesus Christ. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. So uh, this, and that's why I hate this team because I always hold out the hope <laughs> that they can score fucking four goals in the third period. Like, why would they ever do that for me? You know, fucking insane. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Brutal. Like, they come out the first, like, three minutes of the game, the Flyers are going out there and just, they look really good. And then they allow three goals, and then they essentially lose the game because they just can't come back. And it's been the constant story since the road trip. And, like, it sucks. We talked about it last night on OMB. Like, I bought in before Christmas. I was just starting to believe. I was like, oh, maybe they'll be good this year. Kevin Hayes is a god, and maybe they'll be great. And and then they come back and do this, and it's just a fucking cold dick kick <laughs> of reality. This is this is why the angry and negative show exists for this exact yes. reason. This is a good old fashioned angry negative show tonight. The Flyers will build you up, and then they'll kick you in the fucking nuts. You know, it's like, oh, my, this is going to be a great season. Boom, nut kick. <laughs> the <laughs> dick kick of reality. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happening now. Um, you know, I, I could be try to be positive and optimistic, but no! I, I'm choosing not to be that tonight. I don't want to be. You know, I, I, I'm just I'm just tired of some of the guys on this team. We've seen enough. What really set me over the edge was that Shane Goss' spare turnover. It was like the icing on the cake for me. I don't need to see any more of Shane fucking Goss' spare on the Flyers. And you know what sucks? Justin Braun was hurt. I know we were going to probably talk about that at some point. Out four to six weeks fucks this team. It really fucks them because they are not a deep team defensively. Uh, you know, you're going to bring in Robert Haig, who's serviceable, and, and Phil Myers, who's been serviceable. He's actually having a really nice year stats-wise. But if you're going to line him up with the Shane Gosses bear, with a Travis Sanheim, who's who's good, but he's just not ready to play with a, a player like Phil Myers yet. Dude, this team, and I hate to admit it because there are some positives. They are fucked. 
They are so fucked defensively. Like, really, really fucked. Like, more fucked than people want to admit because they have Ivan Provorov, because they have Matt Niskanen, because they have Travis Sanheim, Phil Myers. All those names look great, right, Dan? On paper. On paper. But they're just not ready to be those the top four guys yet. It's they're not. Re- That's why they had to go out and fucking get Justin Braun. And it really fucking bothers me when when people want to talk about, you know, oh Shane Gossespierre. They're holding out hope. No, they're fucking not. They they can't find anybody to trade for his fucking ass. <laughs> he's he, dude. He's he's done. He's never gonna be a sixty-five point defenseman again. No. With the Flyers or someone else or somewhere else, and and I hope if you're listening, this gets through to you guys. If you if you're holding out hope for Shane Gossespierre, do yourself a favor and stop because he sucks. Like people think that's the standard, but in reality, it's the anomaly. Yep. You know he's a 35 to 40 point guy if you're lucky. The 65 points was sheer coincidence. That was the season everybody had a good year too, wasn't it? Was that yeah. the Giroux year and the Couturier year when they break out? Like, no wonder why he had so many points. He was piggybacking off of them, you know? Like, especially without any kind of legitimate goal scorer or sniper or legit, you know, Connor McDavid on his team, you know, you're not going to rack up that kind of points from Gossesbury, who can't even get a fucking shot on the net to save his goddamn life. He was fun to watch for a year and a half because I think he played half of the, half the year his rookie season. He was a lot of fun to watch. But he's just not he's not that. And he hasn't been that for going on two years now. You know, and I I'm sick of it. If you're not gonna be the guy, I would be even okay if he put up ten goals, thirty assists a year. That's that's really good for a third pair defenseman who plays occasionally on the power play. That's really good. But he's not. He's not that. And he's hurting this team more than he's helping. The way this team's built, there's no room for a guy like Gossespierre. There's just not. And I think before we get too far away from that 65-point season, they should start looking for trade partners and they should move him while they can. Because it's going to get to a point where you get too far away from that year and teams are going to start to wonder, is that the anomaly? They're going to start getting the low-ball offers that people don't like. And everyone's going to be like, oh my God, they traded fucking Ghost for that? Are they dumb? I think you're dumb for not trying to move them now. Yeah, I think the sooner the better is the case. We just we just talked about it on Unbrotherly Pod. You know, Chuck Fletcher has to go. Hey, you hear this Gustafsberg guy had a sixty-five point season two years ago. You know, they they gotta yeah. sweet talk him into that one. The defense pairs right now for the expected defense pairs tomorrow in Carolina: Provorov, Niskanen, Sanheim, Myers, Haig, Ghost, Braun will be out till after the All Star game with an injury, which. You know, he's kind of been back and forth with me this season. He's done a lot of good, and he's done a whole lot of bad plays as well. But without him in the lineup, I think they're going to see just how much they miss him, if they miss him at all. But, you know, this is such a – I really like Niskanen, and I really like Provorov. Just outside of that, there's a whole lot of nothing here. Sanheim is is bland as fuck. You know, he's not good enough offensively, and he's not good enough defensively. Myers still has not been able to fully transition his game to the NHL. Robert Haig is Robert Haig, and Shane Goss's bear is a fucking ghost of his former self that he was two years ago. It's yeah. just, there's, and even Niskanen, like, it was the Vegas game, Arizona game, whatever it was. Like, he had a couple bad plays, and that was, like, the first time all season that I really noticed Niskanen being, like, bad. You know, he's had a really good year thus far, so it was weird to see uh, him really stumble, but... 
I mean, outside of Niskan and Provorov, there's not those four names. Again, on paper, Meyer should be a dominant force, and Sanheim should be a dominant force, and Gossiper should be a 65-point guy, and Haig should be a good stay-at-home defenseman. In reality, they're just a bunch of dudes and and that aren't exactly good at playing defense, which is fucking ironic because they're defensemen. <laughs> and that's what gets me that's what gets me angry about Gossiper the most. That's the first thing that I started to get turned off by. Was your position's defense, and you suck at playing defense. You know, if you're going to put up the points, that's great, but you still need to be able to play your position. You still need to keep the other team out of your net. Just because you score points does not, you know, it, there's no, there's that, that's not an excuse to allow something on the other end. You know, if you want to be a great defenseman, you got to be able to play your position and then put the puck in the net the other way. In my in my opinion, um, you know, you mentioned Phil Myers. So here's the Flyers' problem because they're they're stuck with guys who are developing, and and here's why the Braun injury fucks them is because Myers is he's too good like we mentioned last night on on OMB too good for the AHL, you know he's still finding his game in the NHL. Uh, Travis Sanheim, same thing, he, you know he's not going to play in the AHL anymore. He's signed to a contract obviously, but he's still trying to find his legs. He's trying to find his way, his niche in, in the NHL. I, I think he's going to be okay. You know, he's kind of been flying under the radar, I think, since, you know, he's figured out how to skate again. Do you remember that when he couldn't skate for like three games? Yeah, he fell down every time somebody got close to him. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you don't really hear much from him. He's kind of been, you know, not standing out in positive ways, but he's not doing anything negative to where you're like, man, Sandheim's fucking up. Um which I guess that's okay, but Braun eats up a lot of those big minutes, and now guys like Ghost, Myers, Sandheim, uh, Haig are going to have to replace those minutes. And what worries me now, because you mentioned Niskanen against Vegas, how you were noticing him in some negative light, um, I expect Provorov and Niskanen to pick up maybe another minute or two somehow. And you know, playing against teams coming up like like the Hurricanes and the Capitals and the lightning, uh, you know, it, it's going to take a toll on Provorov and Niskanen. And I want to say that, you know, this team's going to turn it around and, you know, they got some big games coming up and Captain Claude's going to really, you know, right the ship here. But I don't, I don't think I see it coming. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the Braun injury and the Lindblom, uh, you know, cancer diagnosis are – now really going to hurt this team. Those are two big pieces out of the lineup. And uh, unfortunately, they're they're not built. I mean, the, even the Sam Moran loss, because now they're limited on defense. They have to, you know, they, they only have these six guys, so they have to play them. They're, they're stuck in, uh, between a rock and a hard place defensively. They came into the season with eight NHL defensemen, and everybody's yep. like, oh, what do you do, you know? And all of a sudden, they have six, <laughs> and yeah. and it's 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 rough. And you mentioned Lindblom. I think losing Lindblom hurt them more than you can describe. You oh know, man, we're seeing it now. Mentally yeah. is one thing, but he was the their best two way winger, maybe the second best two way player on the team behind Sean Couturier, and. He was in the midst of an offensive breakout year. I mean, he was bringing it. He was a force to be reckoned with, and now he's gone. And it's so clear that he left a gaping hole in this lineup that they can't refill. I mean, who the hell is going to fill Oscar Lindblom's spot? 
You know, there are very few players like him in the whole league, let alone in this system. And I think his loss has been hurting them uh, more often than not, because quite frankly, that's when this tailspin started, was the, the road trip weekend when he first got diagnosed. Yep. Ever since then, they, they just can't play on the road. They, they've they been having, uh, you know, you've seen people say matchup issues. Well, that's because they're missing their second best two-way forward, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to bring up there, and I, I can't remember quite what it was. Uh, hopefully it comes back to me. Shit, I fucking forgot what it was, Dan. God damn it, Jim. I know, I'm the fucking worst, man. Oh. Tell me about it. You know, <laughs> Limblom may... And this is the angry and negative show, so I'm I'm gonna say it. But you know, I know for myself, I'm waiting for the day when it announces he's cancer free and he comes back. Right? Doesn't it feel like that? Like no one's really thinking that he's not gonna come back, at least for me. But there is the chance, and it's a very real possibility, that he doesn't, that he never plays for this team again. Yeah. So if you're the Flyers, if you're Chuck Fletcher, don't you somewhat have to prepare for that possibility and make a move? Yeah, and you know you, you can sit here and, and hope for the you know Sakakoivu return or the Mario Lemieux one day, and and we all hope it comes. But like you said, there's a very real possibility he never skates again. You know, he never rejoins his team, and it, it, there's no it, there's no easy fix here. And I think that's the thing. And we were talking about it uh, on Brotherly Pod about, you know, we had Bobby Thomas on. He's like, you just got to get rid of some assets. And you do. You have a whole bunch of middle-of-the-road prospects here. And you got every single draft pick for the next three years with the exception of this year's third. You know, everything else, you got to make a move. You, I know they're cap-strapped. And sure, you got to dump some of these fuckers that are part of the core that haven't done a goddamn thing since 2012. But you, it, it, this team is flailing. And I trust Chuck Fletcher. I do, you know, his hands. He has not led me wrong yet, and every time I've doubted him, he, he's he's brought. I, I really like the Niskanen addition. I liked it at the time because I was not a big Gudis fan. I don't care what fuck what the analytics said. And Braun has been good. Uh, Kevin Hayes is a fucking god amongst men, and uh, yeah, he's. Been, I, I trust him, but I think this is stuff for the off season. And we talked a little about this last week, where. No matter what the outcome is this season, whether they miss the playoffs in general or or they get in and they get crushed in the first round or whether they make it all the way to the fucking Eastern Conference final, moves need to be made this summer. You got to kind of put the pedal to the metal here. You know, Giroux's running out of time and Voracek is going to be getting there sooner or later. You know, you got to start winning some games. You got to start winning games consistently. You know, like I said, I bought into this team. I was convinced that they were something. Before... The Winnipeg-Minnesota games. There was only one or two games all season long where they had a really bad loss. I could think there was one against, uh, I believe it was Calgary, and then there was the Pittsburgh game where they got fucking obliterated. But even when they were losing before that, they were losing pretty good games. They were competitive, you know, and they just haven't had that lately. These last five games, I guess they won against Anaheim, but, you know, they're just getting beat in very ugly ways and they're not coming back and it just it's like watching Dave Haxtell all over again and that scares the hell out of me because what what else is there to change you got rid of the general manager you got rid of most of the front office you got rid of the coaching staff you brought in some legitimate NHL players like you've done everything else besides address your core players not showing up 
Yeah, it's unfortunate because he did so much to piece a roster together to compete this year, and it turned out to be a pretty solid roster, you know, top to bottom. I mean, who who could have predicted? I mean, I think in a way they, they did kind of predict Nolan Patrick being out, but who could have predicted Oscar Lindblom? You know, who could who could have seen that coming? Who could have predicted Sam Moran tearing his fucking ACL again? I mean, like, those are some fucking fluke things. To three to three guys that really mattered, three young guys that really mattered to this team. Like when you think about it, Nolan Patrick with his with his headaches, right? Let's say he's like he really does have headaches. Uh, who's my other guy? Sam Moran tears another ACL. Are you fucking serious? Like for real? Are you serious with that? And then our third one, Oscar Lindblom. Like it's not even a broken leg out for a couple months. It's he might have to fight for his life. Get the fuck out of here. Give me a fucking break. Like what? What fucking hockey god? You know, do who's who's what hockey god? Do, who's that? I gotta suck their dick to like to 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 take this off of the Flyers because this is fucking bullshit. Like for real, dude. When you think about it, don't you get a little frustrated? Like how unfair? Very yeah. How unfair is what's happening to this team? Like because he did put a fucking roster together, and then. Just the most bizarre shit, you know? Like, Morant could have did anything, but he had to tear his ACL for the second fucking time, you know? Uh, Nolan Patrick, who the fuck knows what's happening? He's got know. headaches. Uh, you know, there's there's no fix for headaches. It's a goddamn shame. Um, what I remember what I wanted to bring up earlier was because I mentioned before the season that the Flyers should carry eight defensemen, you know, all, all year, and... Yeah. Somebody fucking gave me shit. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, you know, they can't really send a guy down. If they send a guy down, it's going to be Myers because he's the only one with the two-way contract, and it makes the most sense. Oh, you can't send Myers down, and you can't carry eight defensemen. And I'm like, oh, okay, asshole. Trade Robert Hag now. You know someone's going to get fucking hurt and let Phil Myers play uh, 20 minutes a night, see what the fuck happens. Now you're out Sam Moran. You're out Justin Braun. Hey, there you go. Your boy's going to be playing 20 minutes a night. With uh, yeah. Shane, Shane Ghost Gossespierre. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, they're uh, going to throw Myers in here. I know, uh, I mean, he's, fuck. He's, Sanheim and Myers are both in the umbrella of players you're not allowed to criticize without getting shit all over for some reason. But, I mean, Myers just hasn't been able to make the jump, which is a shame because he, when he was with the Phantoms early this year, you know, I was at those games, like, he was so noticeably heads and shoulder above everybody else. He was so good, you know, and he comes up and he's just, he's just a guy. He just can't quite get it together for long stretches of time. Sanheim, Sanheim just sucks. I can't stand Travis Sanheim. He just, he has one good game every like three weeks and everybody's like, oh, this is it. This is his time, Daniel. And then he fucking, you know, goes right back to being an anomaly after that. And Gosses Bear, we all know how we feel about Gosses Bear. And like, I don't hate Haig as most as much people do, but like, He's Robert Haig. You know, we all yeah. know that he's nothing at this point. You know, it's not like the ceiling is high and he's just not reaching it. Even on a good day, he's just a, you know, a quiet stay-at-home defenseman. So, I don't know. They're they're fucked. I, I think they're yeah. going to realize just how much they needed Braun. I know people kind of gone back and forth about, you know, whether they like him or not. But uh, Well, I he ate up the gonna... hard minutes, you know. Yeah. And, and you can't really stress that enough because he, he plays the minutes that – you know, uh, you don't want a guy like Phil Myers to play, or you don't want a Sanheim or or even a Hague. You don't want. So, 
here's what frustrates me because people will bring up, oh, you led the league in hits last year. Yeah, you led the league in hits because the puck was always in his fucking zone. He was always chasing the puck because he never had it. Uh, Robert Haig's okay. He's a serviceable defenseman. Solid five, six, seven defenseman. I don't want him playing 20 minutes a night. I don't want him playing the tough minutes because, I mean, you saw you saw him at the end of last year. He was he was done. He was getting his ass whooped, and he mailed it in. Yeah. You can't. It's they're they're going to be in a tough spot, man. And I would I would love to say, oh, I can't wait to see how this team's going to respond. But when you think of the guys that are in charge of turning this team around and I'm talking about Claude Giroux I'm talking about Jake Borchek um I don't have the faith or confidence in those guys that they can shake this locker room up that they can turn the play of the rest of their team around that they can influence you know we got the Hurricanes guys it's good it's a, it's a division game you know we've, we've tough run here let's this is our the first game of the rest of the year you know what I mean yeah. I, I don't think that I don't know. Maybe the message is old. Uh, who knows what it is? But when I think about, you know, who's going to turn this ship around and those guys come to mind, I'm not confident. No, it's it's a tired leadership group that has been here for fucking ever. And it's been the same story since they've been here forever. Just a whole lot of nothing. And, and you know, I, I love Claude Giroux. I did a whole episode with him with Anthony over the summer about why he's the greatest flyer of all time. And I still believe that, mm-hmm. but he's, just, I don't know. We're not in the locker room. We don't know what kind of leader he is, but like something's if, missing. Yeah. He's just not, maybe it's not even just him. It's, it's the people around him, the surrounding cast, you know, the, the Vorchecks and Couturier, you know, especially like Couturier doesn't strike me as somebody that, is a leader, you know, that's a voice in the locker room and, and carries the team and such. And Jake Voracek, he's busy blocking people on Twitter. I don't even know if he fucking pays attention when he's in the room. And Van Riemsdyk, like, again, another guy that I just don't see being that kind of leader. So I, I don't know. Like I said, we're not in the locker room. We don't know. But it just it just feels like a tired group of guys that has been here for fucking ever. And, and they need a change. And at this point, with everything going wrong and they've already changed everything else, there's not a lot of options left but to get rid of some of these guys and start shaking this team up and... and you know, give them a legitimate fighting chance while you still have some gas left in the tank of, of some of these top guys. Yeah, and it's funny because last week we had Nick on and, and you guys were talking uh, summertime and I'm like, I don't want to talk summer yet. <laughs> like, they could still turn this around. You know, and it, it's funny. Braun goes out and it's like, well, they're kind of going to be fucked a month without, you know, a guy that could eat up those minutes. And then, you know, you're you're noticing, you know, how badly they miss Oscar Lindblom, you know, getting blown out to the Kings and uh, who else did I miss here? The the uh, Coyotes and the, there was another team in there that I missed. Uh, the the Sharks, uh, who couldn't beat anybody going into that game. Um, you know, they're missing pieces to the roster and they're up against the cap. You know, it's like their hands are tied as far as moves. And unless you're gonna, and this is why I keep bringing up Gossip Spirit too. Uh, unless you move a piece. You know, and, and it's funny because you're going to have to move a piece and get two back if you're going to make a run, some kind of a run this year. And I, I, st- I want them to make the playoffs still, but the roster as is, I don't think they make it because you, you just lost too many pieces and you need to, you know, like Isaiah brought up last night on, on OMB, there's, there's holes in the ship 
and there's another one now with Braun being out, and you need to plug them up somehow. And uh, I don't think the pieces they have are big enough to plug the holes. No, it's just I don't know. It's just like I want to be happy. I want to enjoy (laughs) my Flyers hockey. I don't want to sit here and be so goddamn negative. But like between the injuries and their lackluster play, it's just it's the same old fucking song that's been playing for seven years now. And I have faith that Fletcher will change it over the summer. I think we're in for a big summer, no matter what happens, and I hope so. Yeah. But, like, for the time being, I'm watching another year go to waste, and it's frustrating as hell. And knowing the Flyers, knowing this, <laughs> like I said, knowing this song that's been blinking for seven years, the Flyers are going to lose, like, five more games in a row, and then they're going to be out of the playoffs by, like, three or four points, and they're going to be that same marginal way all year. They're going to play just well enough to cling around to the bubble team and get a fucking 14th overall pick, so it's nobody that actually changed anything. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of hockey left to play. There's just We're just past the midpoint on uh, Friday, so Thursday. And the Golden Knights was the 41st game, I believe, so. Like, there's time, but, like, this stretch is just, it, it just proves that this team still has their, they're still dealing with their demons. And uh, it's a goddamn shame that there's no easy solution here. Yeah, it really is. And I don't mean to keep harping on the Limblom injury and, and now the Braun injury, but and and even the Patrick and Moran, they they ha- if they want to stay afloat and they want to make some kind of a push, they're they are gonna have to make a move. Yeah. You know, and <sighs> Shane Gosses bears your biggest trade piece. He's the um, only just, one that reasonably works out at like the trade deadline, just cap wise, because his cap isn't—I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad compared to no. you know, JVR or something. No, I don't think four million's bad at all, and I think what helps him out is the the couple of years on the end of that. I mean, there are teams looking for offensive defensemen, yes. and I, I've been kind of—you know—if other teams, uh, you know, fans follow me on Twitter or comment, I ask them. I asked them, you know, what do you what would you think if your team traded for Shane Gossespierre? And everybody says, oh, I think he's a good player, good defenseman. I'm like, you dumb fuck. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, let's, Chuck, trade him to Nashville now or trade him here now because they still think he's good. You know, and, and I know obviously it's different. GMs know who they're trading for and this and that, but trade him to a team that thinks they can turn him around and put him in better situations. And hey, even if he does go over there and light the world on fire, I – is he's not going to be on the flyers. He's going to bring something back and he's never going to do that. So if he goes and puts out 50 points somewhere else, 55 points, I I don't give one single fuck. Cause he was, he's never going to do that again here. No, I, I don't think so. I think it was in a complete anomaly and he's certainly not going to do it without any help anywhere else. And like he's going to have to play close to 20 minutes a night or some shit like that. He's going to have to play on the first or second. So here's the thing. He was playing on the top line with Ivan Provorov, I believe, during that year. He's never going to play top line minutes again, ever, for the Flyers. Just not happening. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me under it. Slow as fucking hell tonight. Just one <laughs> more goddamn fucking headache. Yeah, he's uh, averaging, uh, let's say about 17 altogether, it looks like. Yeah, he's got two less points than you know everyone's favorite stay-at-home defenseman, Justin Braun. Everyone wants to give him shit all year long. Why would we trade for this guy? He doesn't score goals. Well, guess who the fuck else doesn't? Shane Gossespierre. So suck it. 
Yeah, he's a. Uh... Sorry, I don't mean to keep talking about him, but I'm really angry, and I don't want to. I don't want to bring up Claude Giroux because I did it on the other show, and I don't want to talk about the same shit. He pisses me off too. <laughs> Got a very different players on this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Claude Giroux does piss me off though, because why? Why can't you say anything bad about Claude Giroux? Why can't you? He hasn't done. He's had the most quietest thirteen goals I've ever seen in my life. He leads this team. <laughs> I was baffled last night when I found out he was leading the team in goals. Yeah. What? 17 assists. I mean, uh, you know, we look for someone to turn the team around with their play, you know, because you can't say anything about his leadership, right? Because people hop all over, you know, they jump all over you. All right, well, so I guess if, you know, he's a good leader, let's say, like everyone wants to say, you know, how about his play on the ice? Can we criticize that a little bit? Because if he's not, I mean, I know it's up to other guys to finish, but he's only has 17 assists. Like, don't you look to Giroux as the guy, okay, let's get JVR on Giroux's line or let's get um, TK on Giroux's line to get him going. Everybody, Giroux can get everybody going. He's not. He's not getting everybody going this year. I don't know. It's just, like I said, I don't want to go off on Giroux, but I easily could. It's just, I don't know. I just, I feel dirty talking bad about Giroux. But, so do I, but you know, <laughs> it, it's it's like such a thing, and it's annoying me a little bit. Oh, Giroux's getting snubbed off this list. Giroux's getting snubbed off that list. Well, when you look at these fucking lists, okay, you're looking at Patrick Kane, who can, he'll score three and four points in a loss, right? Uh, we're looking at Alexander Ovechkin, won a Stanley Cup. Oh, by the way, Patrick Kane's won three. Alexander Ovechkin's won a Stanley Cup, scoring 50, 60 goals every fucking year, laying guys out. Right, can single-handedly change the momentum of a game. Captain of his team, by the way. To be fair, uh, Giroud has three goals and eight points in his last ten games. Yeah, I, I did see that, but it's the, isn't it the most quietest eight points you've ever seen? I didn't know. He was on a – he had one, two, th- two goals and three assists on this road trip. What? Yeah. How the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. I didn't the, know that. <laughs> exactly, and that, that's kind of my point. Like, there's points there. But they're the most quietest points. Like yeah. he, and that's a common theme with most of the team. Ben Reemsdyke fits into that role. Voracek fits in that role. Gostas Bear for whatever the fuck he's got. Like, it, there's nobody here that really just you know steps up and fucking dominates. And and you know those players don't grow on trees. But at the same time, you know you just got a guys. You got a team full of seconds here, and and nobody that nobody that's a first. You know, nobody that, that that's going to create all those scoring chances. And, and Konechny, you know, he leads the team with 36 points, 12 goals and 36 points. Like, that's great. But, like, uh, aside from uh, – Couturier is 34 points. Like, I don't think I've heard his name once all season, you know? It's just yeah. – it's, it's a common theme with uh, uh, Couturier, Voracek, Van Riemsdyk, and Giroux is, like, they're not having awful seasons. Certainly not great, but, like – I don't even feel like they're as good as they say they are here. So it's been a very quiet team overall, and I think that's been another thing that's boggled them for years. Is they just don't really have that one guy, and sorry, Giroux, but they don't have that one guy, at least not anymore, that can come in and just put the team on his back and carry him to a victory. Mm-mm. You look up and down the Metro, and the entire Metro has that guy. Even the fucking Rangers have that guy. The uh, The Devils just traded that guy away. You know, in, in Taylor Hall. Yeah. Everybody has that fucking guy. You know, you're looking at Carolina. They have, um, his name's not coming to mind now. It's Ajo, right? Yep. Um, you're looking at uh, Columbus just traded away Panarin, but New York has Panarin. Uh, even, actually, even Columbus, 
what's his name? Scored 40 goals last year. Atkinson, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Flyers, I can't remember the last. Simone Gagne was like the last 40-goal scorer on this team. Or Jeff Carter, I'm sorry. Jeff Jeff fucking Carter was the last 40-goal scorer. <laughs> I was going to say John <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, that was over 10 years ago. I mean, yeah, over 10 years ago. This team hasn't had a 40-goal scorer in over 10 years. And I know it's more rare today, but for fuck's sake. Like, Wayne Simmons was their only consistent 30-goal scorer, even. Wayne Simmons, dude. Don't, don't get me wrong. Great player. I don't know, man. They haven't had a pure goal scorer in so long. So, so Jeff long. Jeff Carter scored 46 goals in 08-09. Yep. Simone Gagne was probably even before that. Yeah, he was. He was with Forsberg when he was scoring 40 goals. Ah, Peter Forsberg. Those were the fucking What days. I fucking <laughs> wouldn't give to watch Simone Gagne and Peter Forsberg play again. I might do that when I go to bed. Just hop on <laughs> see if I can some YouTube here. Anything. Yeah, I might need uh, it after tonight, for Christ's sake. He had uh, 47 goals in 05-06 and 41 in 06-07. Man, those were the days. And then Forsberg couldn't fit his fucking foot into a skate or some shit, man. Yeah. Uh, I could feel, like, the anger just flowing through my veins right now. Like, why? like, this is the point in the season where I'm like, okay, they made it halfway through. And now they turn it up for the second half. Like, they had half a year to gel, half a year to work out the kinks in the new they system. They should be getting better, but they're getting worse. They should now starting. They should be starting to get better. They just went out on their big West Coast trip. They get the bonding down. Maybe they come out 500. Who knows what the fuck ever. They come back home, and they turn it into another gear. It's not. It's the opposite. They got their asses spanked out West. You know, they lost a key piece offensively. <laughs> Excuse me. They lost a key piece defensively. They lost a depth piece. Piece. <laughs> I'm Mike Tyson now. And depth piece. <laughs> depth. Depth piece in Moran. Yeah. I mean, we want to act like you know Moran wasn't a significant injury for this I team. I don't. He didn't really play. But he was the greatest goddamn defenseman of all time. They are missing. A Nick player. Lindstrom looks up to Gostas Bear, to Moran. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. <laughs> I was going to fucking say. I have to edit I mean, that one out. They're missing a Sam Moran-type player on this team. Like Somebody uh, that the, fucking fights people when Ivan Provov gets his head taken off. Yeah, a player who's absolutely going to dismantle somebody on the other team. And that's Sam Moran. They, they lost... A lot of significant pieces this year they're, they're losing. And, you know, people want to say, well, they have Giroux, they have Voracek, they got JVR. But the players they're losing are, are very significant to a team that's going to make a push and, and to this team. I don't know, man. It's just really it's really sad to think about yep. because we, we watch the team every day and we know that the only way they're going to stay afloat is if they make a move. Well, they play Carolina tomorrow in Carolina. Then they come home, play the Capitals, the Lightning, the Bruins. Then they go on the road for the Blues. They come home again, the Canadians, Kings, Penguins, and the All-Star break. And then they finish out January with one final game against Pittsburgh. <sighs> like, Doesn't I, get easier. You wanted to see them win some, win those California games to pick up some extra points. That way they could go into this stretch here and lose a game or two and be okay. Mm -hmm. But they lost those California games, and now they have to face some of the best teams in the league, and they essentially can't lose because they're going to fall even further down the death chart. 
Like, and they're like wounded ducks heading into these games yeah, too. I mean, they certainly don't have any momentum, and I don't think they're going to find a whole lot against Carolina tomorrow. No, I'm not sure they will either. You know, maybe they'll. <laughs> I was going to say maybe they'll fight for like a period or two, but they've been giving up fucking four goals in the, they'll in the fight first for period. the first four minutes of the game. <laughs> if they come out of that first period down one nothing, that's a win in my book. They have 49 points. They're tied with the Panthers, technically, for the second wild card spot. Buffalo has 45. Blue Jackets have 46. And the Canadians have 43. So there are three teams that are lukewarm on their heels. I don't want to say hot on their heels, but they're 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 hovering. You know, there's pretty after that. It's a pretty big collapse. I guess the Rangers are still technically within striking distance, but the Senators, Red Wings, and Devils are pretty much all out of it at this point. You know, like. There's not a huge gap, but Florida could run away with it. You know, if they really wanted the Flyers fall too far, Panthers could run away with that spot. And if the Flyers lose to the Carolina, who's in the first wild card spot, like that's more distance between them. Like things could go wrong here if they don't start getting some W's. Like at least lose in overtime and give me some kind of point. Jesus Christ. It's a time of year yeah. where every single point matters. You know, we're past the halfway point now. Yeah, we're we're coming up quick in you know, trade deadlines in what a month, month and a half. Like I don't know, man. They gotta they gotta figure something out. They gotta figure it out quick. Yeah, they don't have the guys to step up. And um, you know, we talked a little bit about Farabee and you know the the sending down of Morgan Frost last night. You know, I'm not ready to spend my nights watching these guys develop. I want to watch the Flyers win still. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, we've done that for four years. Just watch the Flyers and oh, I'll watch to see how Sandheim does tonight. Or I'll watch to see the prog- the progress Ivan Provorov is making. I want to just watch them fucking win. I want yeah. to watch them win games. I don't want to sit, I don't want to sit around. See, the, this is... This, I was in denial last week when you and Nick were talking about the Flyers got to fucking do something. Because I'm still like, wait, this is supposed to be the year where they make a push, where they're, they're looking for the first round of the playoffs and maybe they get through and maybe they can make some noise. And now that, you know, we're in this position, you know, if they could have got through that West Coast trip without any injuries and, and you know, only had to shop around for one position, I'd be like, okay, they're still keeping their heads above water a bit. You know, they make, they make a move and who knows what can happen. Somebody comes back. Now it's like, damn, some pieces are missing. They got their asses whooped out west, and they come home and they're playing all playoff teams. You know the Lightning, they've been having a rough year, but they figured their shit out. They've won seven in a row. The Boston Bruins lead their division. The Washington Capitals are fucking twenty games over five hundred. You see that game the other night, by the way? They were down four two with a minute left, and they, they ended up they scored twice in the last minute and won in overtime. the The Sharks scored an empty net goal to go up four to two, and um. The Caps scored twice in a minute and, and wound up winning. So, I mean, they're the complete opposite of the Flyers right now. They don't stop playing. Um, and, the, unfortunately, the Flyers have to play them on Wednesday, so they're fucked. Great. <laughs> and, well, at least we can focus on the attendance for the rest of the year because there ain't nobody going to these fucking... <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did about 15 minutes of that on Unbrotherly Pod, fucking on attendance. That's like, this is why, you fucking idiots... You know, oh, it's Kate Smith's fault. No, it's your fucking shitty all-nice product for a decade, you yeah. goddamned idiots. Yeah. The 20 games they played well at the beginning of the season isn't going to change that. 
You know, the general perception, you know, as a diehard fan, you know, I don't notice it. You think your casual person that goes to those games is going to notice it? Absolutely not. And then they see shit like this when they're getting blown out of the water left and right. Fuck that. My theory on, on the home and away splits, why they're so good at home and why they're so bad on the road, is because when they're at home, nobody's there. So they can just go out there and <laughs> perform. Whereas when they go on the road, they're in front of fans and they get scared. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It's feasible. Yeah. You know, it's, you would think that with this team, you know, based off comments in the past, you got fucking jackasses like uh, Shane Gossesberry, you know, yelling at the fans and stuff that, and they've actually commented on this, that it, there's less pressure playing on the road because when they're home, I mean, it, and then, and then they wonder why no one's at the games because you're telling fans to go fuck off. <laughs> they, they're literally telling you fuck yeah. off. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right, well, half the fans did fuck off, and you're winning at home, but what? I mean, all <laughs> now of a sudden... there's 40 there, people there to cheer for you. All of a sudden, there's pressure on the road? Like, what is it? What is it now? You know? that's Because that's what it is with this team. It's always something. It's never it's never the people that, that uh, are, are playing the games, God forbid. Yeah. It's goddamn fans' fault. <laughs> it's actually all your fault, you negative asshole. Uh, I know. I, I, I'm sad. I burned out all my energy on Brotherly Pod. I got all my anger out on that show. Oh, we're like, what are we in? Like 45 minutes into this one? 44-38. I, I, I wanted to keep uh, the HW show kind of short because, I mean, it's all. I, I needed to save some some negative, angry energy for this one. <laughs> I got it all out of my last one. Now I'm sitting and there's, and I'm like, a, eh. there's nothing positive. Now there's it's all nothing... sadness. It was all anger before, and I'm just sad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's nothing to be excited for. What is nothing. there to be? Nothing. Just absolutely nothing. There's nothing what? at all right now for the Philadelphia Flyers to be excited about. Nothing. Uh, you want to say it can't get worse because, yes, the fuck it can. No, absolutely can. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, at least Claude Giroux can make the all-star team with his 13 goals. Great. Yeah, so everybody go ahead and vote for uh, Claude Giroux to make an all-star team. I just That's got great. some fucking vodka in my eye. Hey, whatever. You don't need that eye anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not even you drunk. You can only watch the Flyers with the one. Not Do even buzz. Space. Fuck. I start I got... doing these shows drunk all the time. No. <laughs> don't. Uh, we'll see how the fucking Flyers go, and then we'll talk again Thursday. <laughs> Hopefully, the, you know, I would love for them to come out and surprise us. And it's us. a back-to-back, too. So you back know, to back with the Hurricanes and the Capitals. Like, Jesus Christ. They're going to have to win. They have to win tomorrow night. If they lose tomorrow night, they're in big trouble, man. Big, big trouble because they're not going to win against the Caps. Uh, a couple weeks ago, if they had Lindblom, Braun, they had a healthy squad. You know, they played the Caps fairly. Do you remember that when they should have beaten the Capitals and we were like, huh. Yeah, they lost know. in uh, overtime, wasn't it? Yeah, they're getting a point in every game. They probably should have beat the Caps, yeah. you know. And it's completely different now. Now it's like, I don't have faith this team can score two goals in a game. Let alone fucking I don't win. have faith they can fucking not allow four goals in a period. <laughs> well, luckily, when they go back home, they're going to have the Vesna version of Carter Hart rather than the ECHL backup. Man, I hope so. Because, uh, like I said, I just want to have fun watching. If they're not going to win the Stanley Cup, I just want to have so I just want to be entertained. I just want to have fun watching the Flyers. And uh, Silly you. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel last year. I feel I feel angry. Yeah, which... I just it, it's totally defeating. Like I just feel like why am I even bother getting angry with this stupid fucking team anymore? You know, it's like yeah. melancholy. Well, that's we have we have this show now. Hopefully, you know, you feel a lot better when we're done here. You go pound a handle of vodka and cry yourself to sleep. Well, I mean, I cry myself to sleep every night, but. <laughs> Shit. They lose tomorrow. I'm doing it again. Fuck it. And then jerk off with your tears. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You'll get a nice rush of dopamine, serotonin, and you'll go to bed happy. All right. And not the the fucking worst idea I've ever heard. No, I I mean, (laughs) may as well close it out. It's not going to get any better than that. Are we done tonight? Like, what else is there to cover There's here? There's really nothing much else to say unless we want to complain about more players individually. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for us, everybody. Um, uh, yeah. At, and the Flyer Fan at Brotherly Puck at Brotherly <laughs> underscore pod. At, at Angry Negative for our Twitter page. Be sure to subscribe to whatever platform you are listening to this on. Make sure you do not miss an episode in the future. Uh, Brotherly Pod, new episode up now with uh, Bobby Thomas and uh, Steve Appleman as well. So be sure to check that out if you have not yet. And uh, Jim, where can people find you? You can find me at Angry Jim HW on Twitter. And if you if you uh, give our podcast account uh, over at HW file, HW underscore radio underscore. Something else. I wanted to bring something up. I forgot what it was. Oh, check out the new um, check out the new logo for the Angry and Negative show. That was all all Daniel over here, graphic yeah, designer himself. Ominous gritty in the background. Which pretty pretty looks pretty good. I spent like six hours on Friday night making it just for Jim. <laughs> and I'm over here critiquing the shit out of it. <laughs> I didn't know it took you. I'm like, eh, you know, it's good, but it could be better. And poor Daniel's so... over here for six fucking hours. <laughs> All Friday night, he kept. Why don't you make it orange? All right, fine. I have to learn how to make it orange now. But yeah, it's uh, it's up now. It's new logos. I'm sure if you're listening to this, it's it should be up on all the platforms by now. So I'm sure you've seen it. But yes, it uh, looks good. I'm uh, I was totally not proud of that thing at first. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I think when I first made it, and then I put it up. Uh, when I changed the uh, cover art for all these sites, it was like, all right, it looks pretty good now. I like it. It's definitely grown on me. It's much better than, yeah. than good work. <laughs> much happier than I was when I first made it. But we'll be back probably Thursday night, unless I fucking off myself between now and then. <laughs> but uh, I'll be back Thursday for to cover this back to back. And uh, Lord help us all. Hopefully they win, but I don't expect it anymore. And, uh, yeah, on that positive note, it's been a very positive show, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you again later.